Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Welcome to the podcast that is still sick. (laughs) We're making it. We're making it. Welcome to the podcast that likes to jingle your bells every week. Jingle bells. (laughs) Jingle all the way. Hashtag just saying. Indeed. (laughs) I can't hear anything. You can't hear anything? Well. Like, do the mic. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know either. I don't know what to say. What the hell? I had something I wanted to tell you, and now I don't remember what it is. Oh, yes, I remember. Thank goodness for my brain. Um, the other day, we had, well, not where I, not around my area, but up near my work, there was like this ice storm, okay? Okay. Now, did you, uh, uh, I'll tell you this story and then uh, we'll get there. So, I pull into work and my car kind of slides a little bit. And I park and I go to get out of the car. And one leg goes one way, and one leg goes down, and I'm like, whoops! And I went, what is this bullshit? So, I managed to get out of the car, and I go, and I swear, like, you know those times where you're like, why aren't there more people around to see what's happening to me? My, uh, like... (laughs) I got out of the car, and I'm, like, standing there, balancing. And I'm like, this is horrible. So I'm, like, treading and holding on to my car. (laughs) And then I get to the end of my car, and I look across the parking lot, and it's just one sheet of ice. And I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. And I was sitting there, and I was thinking, you know, if if you own a business... And you, you know, want your employees to show up. You might want to take care of the parking lot. Just saying. You'd be saying, I want 150000 Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Is I got, I got to the end of my car and then I just stopped because I'm like, uh-uh, nope. That's not going to happen. And... Are you all right? Yeah. All right. Maybe it's because the hat. Maybe it's what? Maybe it's because the hat I can't hear. We have on festive hats. <laughs> For the we, we shoot the first 20 minutes of the video. It goes up on YouTube live. Um, I, <laughs> that could be wrong out of context. So, um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So... You could see us in hats, in fun hats, if you you jump over to YouTube. But for the YouTube people, you can listen to the whole show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. So back to my story. I'm at the end of my car. I'm frightened because I don't want to fall. And I know it's one of those things, like, I'm very klutzy, and I'm like, if I fall, I'm going to break a bone. Because you're fragile. I am. I'm a Fabergé egg. I am very, very fragile. We still gotta get your shirt. Fragile. Fragile. Yeah. So, ooh. So my supervisor show, shows up out of nowhere, and she is like cross country skiing across the thing. Like her motions are just chick, 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 chick. So she makes it to the door. Hello. And I yell over to her, and this is like across a parking lot. I say, hey. She goes, what? I said, this is bullshit. And she goes, well, just go slow. And I said, I'm going to fall. There's no like, if I go slow, everything will be fine. I'm going to fall. If. I know. <laughs> so she's like, well, just do this. And now somebody else shows up and they're doing that. And I'm like. I can't do that because my feet are just going to fly out from under me. (laughs) It's awful. I know, my chair. So, 
I know. <laughs> so I'm very, like, perplexed, right? And I'm like, how am I going to get into work? Right? So what I ended up doing was moving my car to a different parking spot that I kind of wasn't supposed to park in. But I'm like, if you don't want people to park there, you know, salt the parking lot. Yep. So did you have trouble getting into work that day? Probably nope. not. Nope. Yeah. I didn't think so. No. Thanks. <laughs> Buh. It was awful. So this past Saturday, the one that has recently passed us, the fifteenth, fifteenth. Yes. I, I've been, I've been battling this cold now, for yeah. about two weeks. Yeah, it's not a bad Monday. I know, and now I've just, I've gone downhill. I actually feel like I've caught the disease all over again. Hmm. Which I don't, I don't, I wouldn't think would be possible, but Recycle. here we are. Hmm. Recycle. Yeah, I it's just. Well, I I don't know what to say. Usually I can hear myself well. But I, can't. I, I don't know what to say. I don't. Like, I you... can hear us fine, but I can't hear me. That's fine. Well, uh, weird. I don't want to fiddle around with things because that's when things go wrong. Yes. Now I've got what I was saying. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Easily distracted. Um. Look at Bird. I know. Oh, yeah, Saturday night. So I was still sick, and originally I was supposed to go <clears throat> to Edeville Railroad. And that ended up not happening because I'm like, it's it was warm-ish. It was like 50 degrees, but it was rainy. Oh, like now. I know. So right now it's like 63. It's awesome. I said, but I don't want to like be traipsing out in the rain and the cold. I was cold. I know it wasn't that cold, but I was cold. So... <clears throat> I tried to find something I could do that it was either indoors or in my car. Now, Springfield, Massachusetts has this thing called Bright Nights. And what it is, is it's they take a park, and they, it's like three miles. I'm playing with my ball. I see. So they take this park, and they it's three miles long, and they fill it with all these Christmas lights. So I said to Jay, do you want to go? Uh, Springfield's only a couple hours away. I was like, we can go, look at the lights, drive home, it'll be great. So he's like, okay, let's do it. Had I only known. <laughs> right? Had I only known. And now I know, and that, uh, it's sad. So, we get to Springfield. <laughs> and... I'm just being goofy tonight. I know, yeah. So we get to Springfield, and... Uh, we sit... We were a quarter of a mile from the park, and it took us two hours. We were two hours sitting in traffic. Oh. Jay literally looked at me, and he was like, I'm waiting. And I said, for what? And he said, for you to completely lose your shit and say, let's go home. And But it was his thing. It was like one of those things where it's like, I'd already waited so long. So I'm like, I need the payoff. I need to see these. I was like, we're going to see these goddamn lights. <laughs> and he's like, all right, we're going to see the lights. That was some of the worst traffic I'd ever seen. And I've driven through Manhattan. It was awful. I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> shit. It's shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bonus, we did see a really cool house in, like, East Longmeadow, Mass. And... It uh, it had one of those, like, tune into the radio station, and all the lights were synced up. But it wasn't just one house. This guy got his neighbors involved, so it was three houses. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, get it. I don't want to see. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I took video. I put it up on my Instagram, which helps nobody. <laughs> nobody but me. Only you. Only me. Hey, I can hear myself now. Well, good. Weird. Maybe it's your mic. No. Well, I don't know what I don't know what else to say. It's working know. now. Yeah. Let's walk away. Walk away while it works. Let's strut. <laughs> to the Bee Gees or hmm. Sure. Yeah. Staying alive. 
So that's been my week. I'm on vacation next week. I'm Woo! thrilled. I'm going to need to sleep. Starts now, right? Well, yeah, as of now. Um, close of business today. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should be a lot happier than you are. You know, I would be, except that the cough. Here's the thing. You know when you're coughing and mm-hmm. it goes on so long that then your body just hurts? Yes. Like my back. My back hurts. My lungs hurt. Oh, that's definitely going to hurt. Oh, just everything hurts. But I'm used to that because I'm in my 40s. <laughs> yeah. Getting old sucks. Yeah, everything hurts. So what's new with you? Not much. Good. <laughs> good, yeah. good, good. Um, Things are pretty dull uh, with me. <laughs> okay, that's great. Um, thank you uh, to everybody real quick who listened to the episode last week. Uh, it was it was great of you. <laughs> and um, hopefully you we can... We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, last week... Last week was was a good week for us over here. Yay! So, yeah, yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so thank you, and hopefully you enjoy this episode as well. So, okay. Um, real quick, I showed Sean this before uh, the show, and that's all the time we have. Okay. No, <laughs> I showed Sean this before the show, and there was a guy. Or is a guy, because he's still around. Um, I don't want to use past tense. He uh, he works for, like, NASA, right? And he was tired of getting packages stolen from his porch. Aren't we all? So he created this decoy package with a glitter bomb in it. Oh, it's awesome. And it it just disperses, like, a pound of glitter on, on people. <laughs> and then also comes equipped with like a fart spray. <laughs> it sprays them like five times. But the thing that's funny about it is that um, I was watching the video, and the video that I saw actually was longer than the one. Actually, that, actually, it was actually longer than the one that I showed you, um, because he let his friend borrow it. So you get the video feed of uh, her, you know, what she experienced as well. So. <laughs> It was just really funny, and the thing that like blew my mind is these people who stole packages off of people's property was sitting there acting like they were a victim because they got glitter bombed. They're like, oh man, it's all over my car! Those are the idiots don't realize the uh, sarcasm here. Yeah. Or the irony. It's like, well, you wouldn't have that if you weren't a thief. Yep. But alright. Prick. I know. So here we go. This has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about, by the way. Go steal your own packages, asshole. Steal your own packages? <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Okay. See how you like it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mom, I stole my package. I know. So this is kind of, um, this might not be relevant by the time you hear this, because I am aware that it's the 21st, um, but any belated office Christmas party this will help you with. <clears throat> so this is what food can you bring to the office Christmas party that says I brought food because it was mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very passive aggressive what can you bring that says I'm being forced to bring something so this is what I brought. <laughs> so you look like you look like you're thinking Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of something that's odd. Oh, weird! You are not gonna be able to. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go to the list all because right. you're, you're, you're. I'll just, be here for a while. All right, yeah. Okay, leftover Halloween candy. <laughs> Take a treat, it, motherfucker. It would probably be Tootsie Rolls, the herpes of Halloween candy. <laughs> Let's see that Tootsie Roll. One person said we had a potluck and a coworker brought a big dish of white rice. No sauces, no sides, just rice. Enjoy your white rice, motherfucker. (laughs) Slightly undercooked elbow macaroni with a single slice of cheese placed haphazardly (laughs) on top. Right in the middle. Which is a big bowl of mac and fuck it. (laughs) Mac and fuck it. (laughs) 
a single sleeve of crackers out of a box. <laughs> Don't bring the box. Just the single sleeve of crackers. And no cheese. No. I once had a coworker bring a third of a cake from her kid's birthday party. It had hap by <laughs> written on the half and it was Ninja Turtle themed. It was beautiful. <laughs> a Ninja Turtle hap by cake. I love it. Dollar store imitation crab meat heavily basted in the microwave. Ew. Yeah, well, now you just want to get everybody sick, right? Yeah. One year, someone brought a sausage pizza from Domino's to a breakfast potluck. <laughs> Clearly, it was last night's delivery mistake <laughs> because the person who brought it was a vegetarian. <laughs> Some people eat pizza for breakfast. I don't judge those people. They call college students. I know. <laughs> Put ramen on it. I'm like, oh, ramen pizza. Let's do it. Because it's the high school ones that have the uh, like Doritos or the Cheetos and the Pepsi at 8 in the morning. Yeah. College, you're moving up to pizza. <laughs> Totino's pizza rolls and Whoa. a microwave-saved plate. <laughs> All right, man. Mm. I like those. Do you? Had a potluck on Thanksgiving one year. The place I work at doesn't close. And a co-worker said he would bring yams. Yam! Yam! <laughs> he shows up with a large can of yams. Yam! Doesn't bring a can opener. He won the Passive Aggressive Employee of the Year award that year. <laughs> and that's how you win it, folks. Bring yams. Yam! <laughs> Yemen. Doritos. Everyone, hey. everyone is always glad there are Doritos, but they are a bare minimum thing to bring. <laughs> That's true. But Doritos are good. Yes. This is my favorite, okay? Mm -hmm. This is my favorite. I love this. Skittles and M&Ms mixed in the same bowl. Ooh. And you can call them S&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a big bowl of S&M? <laughs> And see where that gets you. Probably, Probably in the human resources department. <laughs> fortune cookies. Not a bunch of the same brand ones, but a collection of fortune cookies saved up from months of Chinese takeout. It requires planning ahead, but it's so worth it. Bonus points if you bring in the sauce packets, too. <laughs> nice. Those gummy bears that give people the shits. <laughs> okay, those are, I'll tell you what they are because this person didn't write them out. They are sugar-free Haribo I think gummy it's like bears. Heroin. No, Haribo. <laughs> That's the name of the company. The sugar-free ones. There's something in that that just gives you instant diarrhea. <laughs> it is awful. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be graphic, but this is life. I am. Eat a thing, of, eat a thing of these gummy bears, and you'll be very easy to find. Actually, Actually, it's a good thing to do if you're behind in your reading, because then you catch up in one weekend. I'm telling you. On the can. Yes. Or if you want to yeah. call it your throne. I don't know why people call it that. I don't know. I don't know oh, why they call it can either, man. Okay. No I attended a white elephant gift exchange. A person, and then you describe what the, the person picks up the available gift or steals another person's gift over several rounds, and brought what I thought would be a gag gift, a bag of tangerines. <laughs> they cost maybe $3 for 15 and I figured it would be annoying for the person to have to carry around after gifting. Mm -hmm. Those goddamn tangerines were the hit of the exchange. People uh. were tripping over themselves to steal them from one another. Wow. They took what I intended to be zero thought, banal, and slightly insulting gift and made it the hit of the party. <laughs> there you go. You never know. Tangerines could work for you. <laughs> right and then now. you can squeeze them and make juice. <laughs> go into a party, have some in the car just in case. Yeah, a bag of tangerines. And even if you're not, you know, if you end up not bringing them into the party... You can just have them in there in case you get carjacked or something. You could swing your bag of tangerines and knock the crook in the face. Or throw them individually one at a time. Oh, yes. Just whip another. 
like snowballs, but yeah. tangerine. Yeah. Tangerine balls. <laughs> uh, this year, a Suck guy... Suck my balls! Suck yeah. my balls! This year, a guy I work with brought a gallon of milk and no cups. He said, somebody always brings soda, but he doesn't drink soda. I've seen him drinking soda. <laughs> we just think he needed milk at home and didn't expect anybody to drink it. Well, surprise, Dave. I have cups <laughs> in my truck. I forgot to bring them in from a party last week. We all drank his milk. A big glass of spite milk. <laughs> mm. Moo. That's right. <laughs> Fruitcake. Not homemade, but some weird Christmas wreath-shaped fruitcake <laughs> from a sketchy aisle of the local grocery store. Oh. Nobody, I have, fruitcake has been around forever. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody enjoy a fruitcake. i never heard of anyone actually enjoying it. No. Well, my dad. Well, personally. My dad, apparently my great-grandmother used to make a homemade one. And he's like, oh, the one your great-grandmother used to make was good. But I, I think she put alcohol in it. That's probably why. Yeah. You get so drunk, you're like, oh, this just tastes like shit, but I'm hammered. So I'm having Ooh, fun. Ooh, cake. Yeah. Live lobsters, but no means to cook them. Remove the rubber bands from the claws and unleash them onto your work. <laughs> unleash the lobsters. I love it. Look, pinch. Give them pinch. Yes. I work at a distribution center for a certain grocery store chain. We had a coworker bring in a pre-made pie from the rival grocery store. Mm-hmm. Forget to add that the manager discovered said pie went ape shit and threw it away. My pie! <laughs> You'll throw away a person's pie. It's rude. Eat it. Yes. Eat the pie. An old coworker of mine cut hot pockets into bite-sized pieces <laughs> and labeled them. This is uh Hot pockets. Paquetes caliente. <laughs> I'm not saying that twice. Hot pockets. Caliente pockets. <laughs> a jar of green olives from six years ago. Hey. A guy I work with actually brought this to a mandatory party. <laughs> Yum. Can't say I didn't come here empty handed. Yeah. Buns and butter. My <laughs> buns! Save the buns! <laughs> Butter my buns. Grab my buns. <laughs> Grab them in the biscuits. I would always bring grape juice. It had ne- it never gets <laughs> opened, and then I take it home <laughs> and bring it back to the next one. <laughs> oh. What if you go to a party that somebody there enjoys grape juice? That just ruins your plan. You're going to have to buy another one. Yeah. Unless you get like five or six uh, in the car. Yes. This is a long one. It better be worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> we all take turns bringing in something for most of the month of December. After a few days, everybody is just gathered in a common area every morning, waiting to see what food we'll be getting that day. Y'all sound like a bunch of pigs. <laughs> uh, but, but I totally understand office work, so I get it. Him. Some people go all out. Some people bring in a big tray of Chick-fil-A <laughs> or a few bags of bagels. Sometimes it's a pot of chili. You never really know. One time, it. One time this old dude brought in a frozen ham. Ham! <laughs> and dropped it on the big table in the morning with a loud thud and said, Merry Christmas, and walked away. Another co-worker, Like a boss. Yes. Another coworker was determined to salvage it for food and whittled away at it with plastic forks and knives and microwaved it in batches. To feed us. Same guy, different year, brought a a couple bags of dollar powdered donuts. (laughs) There are about a dozen of us in the office who participate in the monthly feasting. Same guy, another year, half a dozen biscuits from Bojangles. My husband would appreciate this gentleman. (laughs) And he walked next door to a building with about 80 employees and invited them all over for breakfast that he brought in. I guess he thought Jesus was going to show up and break all those biscuits up to feed the multitude. The guy would always chow down on everything else other people brought in and then bring in something comically bad on his day. That just makes you kind of an asshole, actually. Actually, and yes. Yeah. Guy who used to work in our office brought a bag of pistachios as a side. 
Then he brought he brought it for the next few years until another co-worker finally opened the bag. Pistachio guy was mad that he had an, to buy another bag of pistachios. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? What? Um, when some of my coworkers brought in little gifts for for us. Yeah. You know, for each other. And um, I don't know how long it was sitting there, but at one point I turned around and on the floor next to my rubbish barrel was yeah. a gift bag for me. Hmm. It was my coworker from across from me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a little, <laughs> little happy and excited to find out what's in there. Ah, that's so cute. He's like, I am happy and excited. <laughs> Come to find out there was a bag of pistachios in there. Ooh. I don't eat pistachios. I still thanked her. and Salty I gave, nuts. I gave them to my mom. Oh. Does your mom like pistachios? Yep. There you go. Somebody got something out of it. They're not going to waste. There you go. A gallon of store-bought non-alcoholic eggnog kept warm in a crock pot. Oh. Everybody loves that warm booze snog. <laughs> non-alcoholic. What are you thinking? One of those vacuum packs of pre-made hard-boiled eggs with a sticky note. Not for Janice, who sits in the cubicle behind me. No, Janice. No. <laughs> Stop hanging out with Susan. A big cake that has the word mandatory written on it. <laughs> Can't be more uh, direct. Have a slice of mandatory cake. Hot brownies. Yeah. They made the party mandatory. You made it mandatory fun. <clears throat> I'm in. Nice. Give me three. Give me three. <laughs> Unwashed, uncut bag of celery. Uncensored. Don't you dare bring any fucking dip or peanut butter. Make sure you keep it out of the fridge for a little too long so it starts to get a little floppy. <laughs> floppy celery makes for a fun party. Floppy. Um, a little graphic, but funny anyway. Yay! Flavored lube, because you're getting fucked anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. An assortment tray from the break room vending machine. (laughs) Nice. And that is things you can bring to your office mandatory party. Party! Party, yes. So that's, that's, uh... That's something you can do. I like the cake. The cake with yes. the mandatory things, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. That one takes the cake. Ha! <laughs> My mandatory <laughs> cake. Oh, I, like, I also like the Skittles and M&M's. Yes. The bowl of S&M. That's number two. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I found that so funny. Number two. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because it was poop. <laughs> but I literally almost sprayed iced tea everywhere, and I'm glad I didn't. I was close. No, because iced tea's all sticky. I wasn't sticky. even trying. Iced tea's all sticky. You don't want to get that everywhere. <laughs> Just nasty. Nasty. Yes. Um. <laughs> nasty iced tea. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sean. I like it when you laugh at your own jokes, you know? Yes. I do that all the time. I don't care if you other fuckers find it funny. This is a funny joke to me. <laughs> Sit there and giggle my ass off. <sighs> uh, so, as you may have noticed, if you follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher. or Google Play, uh, and you should. Play. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've also started doing, in addition to the Boom. regular show, uh, we've started doing reviews. Um, so because it's the holiday season, we've been doing Christmas movies. We got another Christmas movie review coming up that we'll be recording right after this. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking about a Christmas story. Yay. So if you have at all any interest in that, please check it out. We did a Rudolph one. Um, actually, I think out of, I think of all the review ones and we haven't done the Christmas story one yet. So I, I can just say up until this point, the Rudolph one is actually my favorite. Um, I don't know what was wrong with me that day, but I went into like a huge rant about a whole bunch of stuff in that movie. Um, so check that out if, if you will. Now I, I'm going to throw it over to Sean. <clears throat> I'm ready to catch. Good. Cause I just threw it. Yes. Break. <laughs> 
I have a list of 25 things, which we'll see if we can get through it. <laughs> well, we got time. We do, but anytime I have like, a long list of stuff. Well, you know why? Because I derail so easily. <laughs> I'm like that person. It's like, oh, wait, that reminds me of something. Well, we both do that. Yeah. So anytime I have a list that's longer than like 12 or longer than 16. It's a wing and a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. For me to get through the entire thing. I still mm. got stuff that I haven't even finished. From See, I'm already, I'm already going to tell you something right now. This is a quick aside uh, because it has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about. But it literally just came back in my head. I was watching now. Um, anybody who's, who's you, you've listened to the show before. I have this thing. With Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, I think he's a weird guy. And that's he fine sure and dandy. Is now. And that's fine and dandy. But I also say that Jeff looks like the type of guy that if you, if you like, met him or you went up to him or something, like, he would either hold your... When you shake hands, he would either, like, hold your hand a little too long or he put, like, a hand on your shoulder and just be like, it's wonderful to meet you or something. Like, I've always said that about him. He just seems yes. weird. And I was showing Sean a video on YouTube the other day. Yes. And I'll be damned if the person <laughs> interviewing him, he didn't lean in and put a hand on her shoulder. It was only for about, oh, Ten minutes. three seconds. <laughs> it wasn't very long. But I said, see, I, to I fucking told you. There he is putting his hand on her shoulder. And he wasn't being creepy. Well, uh, it's creepy. <laughs> it looks like it. I'm just saying. He wasn't trying he to wasn't be like, being I mean, was like, he wasn't being like sexual, like "ooh, let me touch your shoulder." He was just like, you know, just talking to her. Oh. Yeah, but it was just—he just—it's just creep, baby. Yeah, he's just creepy. <laughs> so I'm, I swear to you, I'm—I mean, I'm just sitting here, and all I have is that in my image in my head of him just like putting a hand on her shoulder, and he's just staring at her, like I don't understand. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. He's one of those actors who like. Um, like later in their career, all of a sudden got like this weird boost because he's like weirdly popular now. Yeah, and, and I don't know while, why. For a while, I haven't really heard of heard I know. about him since the Jurassic Park. Now he's getting thirst tweets. They're calling mm -hmm. him Daddy. It's creepy. <laughs> it's like oh, and he loves every minute of it. Yes. You know he does. Yeah. His actual videos on YouTube of him reading comments or yeah. stuff like positive stuff. Yeah. About him. And his reaction to him. Yeah, that that's a fun, yeah, he's just too much. <laughs> anyway, enough about me, we have 25 things. Hopefully Jeff Goldblum's not on the list. <laughs> Stay away from Jeff Goldblum, kids. If you know what's good for you. Yeah. So I got a list of 25 things to look for while watching the 24-hour Christmas Story Marathon. Do you watch the uh, the Christmas Story Marathon a little bit? You, are you in like in and out? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I used to, like, I could sit there and watch it in a row at least three times. Yeah. Then I'll want to break. But it's hard for me these days to enjoy a film when you get commercials. Oh, yeah. Editing. Yeah. Whether it's editing something that was said or just editing for time. Yeah, I could see I that. prefer straight on DVD, Blu-ray, mm -hmm. you know, full entirety. Yeah. Nice, I thought one year they nice, did it commercial free. I could be yeah. wrong. No, I, I think I think they did. Hmm. But I rather just watch the disc. No, I understand. It is annoying. Hmm. <laughs> so you're probably seeing Christmas Story enough times that you never really need to watch it again. But uh, watch it, you will, ah! <laughs> and enjoy it too, you will. Even though, you know, every twist and turn will take for our young hero, Ralphie, to finally get his hands on his much-desired Red Rider Carbon Spoiler Action. Alert. Red Rider Carbon, carbon Action. 200-shot range model air rifle. What she said. <laughs> yeah. Parentheses. An item he repeats 28 times throughout the film's 94-minute time run. Nice. You can make a... Well... It says eggnog drinking game out of that. No. Well, if it's eggnog with rum. Yeah. Vodka! I was going to say, make an egg drinking game out of that. Yeah. Depending on your age. You Use your discretion. 
Use your own discretion. <laughs> uh, this Christmas, when you inevitably uh, tune in, catching at least one of the errands of Bob Clark's holiday classic during the annual 24-hour marathon. Yep. Which um, was it TN- <laughs> TNT's one station and TBS is the other? I think it's TBS. Is I that, believe it's TBS who has it that, now. So now these days it's just one, not two? I think so. Usually each year both those stations are doing it at the same time. Well, you know, I'm sure the people can find it. <clears throat> it's Definitely. either or or both. Yeah. <laughs> Check your local cable listing. Um, we've got a way for you to catch uh, the Christmas story in a whole new light. By keeping your eyes and ears peeled for these 25 blinking, you'll miss them, gaffes, and other facts. Just make watching the classic film an entirely new experience. Word. One. Ralphie does not know how to spell Christmas. Oh. Um, when he gets his... Um, there's a picture here. I'm just going to explain that before I read the bottom. No. <clears throat> if you look at the scene where he gets his report back... C+. plus. Once he opens it and they zoom in on the C plus itself, right underneath it says what I want for Christmas. Look at that part. Um, At least it doesn't appear that way when he gets his Christmas theme, or shall we call it a Christmas theme, back from Miss Shields, who also didn't notice that the R is missing from the word Christmas. Ah. Keep the R in Christmas, kids. <laughs> Two. Gene Shepard makes an on-screen appearance. At the voice of the man who briskly informs Ralphie and Randy that the line to sit on Santa's lap begins about two miles further back than they had anticipated. Sound familiar? Well, that's because that's the voice of the narrator, a.k.a. adult Ralphie, who also appears to be Gene Shepard, the man upon whose short stories... The film itself is based from the woman behind Shepard is his wife, Leah Brown. Yes. Three. Bob Clark joins in the cameo fun. <laughs> we just said this. <laughs> yes. Continue. Uh, not to be outdone, director Bob Clark pops up in front of the camera too as Rafi's neighbor, Swede. Um, that seems like kind of a racist name. It does. They call him Swede. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself for a second. Am I pronouncing this right? Is it Swede? No, it's Swede. <laughs> He's the guy who seems awfully curious about how Ralphie's dad managed to snag himself a leg lamp. When the old man Parker informs him that has a major award, Swede responds, Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamp. It yeah. is a lamp, you nincompoop. <laughs> Major award. I, I want it. it. <laughs> Four. Ralphie's dad is never given a name. Nope. Over the years, a gaggle of shop-eared Christmas story fans have pointed out that Bob Clark scene, Ralphie's dad is given a name, Hal. This is because they believe that in the brief exchange between the two neighbors, Sweet asks if the leg lamp asks of the leg lamp. Damn, Hal! You said you want it. But a quick confer with the film's original screenplay confirms that Swede's actual query is damn hell. Damn hell. You say you want it? Five. Speaking of the leg lamp. Uh, see, folks have been taking a coffee break during the unveiling of the leg lamp. Watch closely as the amount of packaging debris covers the old man's back and head changes from shot to shot. One shot, his back is covered in the stuff. Cut back, there's nothing there. Oh, boy. Three. Is a leg lamp really a lamp? In addition to being stumped by the word fragile or fragile, the old man and the rest of the family is confused as to what the leg's purpose is. Is it a statue? Yeah, a statue. Hmm. One can't blame them, as there's no electrical cord to be seen. It's just... I said that! Yes, you Remember did. Remember we were watching it, and I was like, there's no cord for this goddamn lamp. You did. <clears throat> <laughs> Thank then, you. Then we had to rewind it and look again. Yeah. 
The only time you see the cord is when he's actually trying to plug it in. Actually. Yes. Um, it's just a leg. Yet once the lampshade is discovered, Parker Clan is magically able to plug that uh, little fixture light right in. Yep. One final thing about the leg lamp. After witnessing the moment that Ralphie explains would become a family controversy for years, the breaking of the leg lamp, Miss Parker balks at her husband's accusations that she would be jealous of a plastic lamp. But just moments before the, quote, accident in question, we hear the sound of breaking glass and lots of it. Plastic doesn't sound or break like that. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> It's almost like maybe she broke something that she knows she's going to get an ass whooping for. No! So she quickly no. just smashed his lamp, so that covers up what she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight, is it Toronto or is it Indiana? Through the film set in Holman, Indiana, a fictionalized town based on Shepard's hometown of Hammond, Indiana. Parts of the film mm. were shot in Toronto. This becomes apparent in some of the outdoor scenes, such as when the family is shopping for a Christmas tree as one of the Toronto Transit uh, Commission's signature red trolley cars zoom by. Nine. Bolts versus nuts. Uh. We all remember Ralphie's reaction when he attempts to help his father fix the tire that's gone terribly awry. Um, I would just say flat. Hmm. But here's a run fact. Run fact? What is happening tonight? I don't know. <clears throat> I want to say a fun fact. That only true motorheads would pick up on. In the scene that Ralphie's dad implores him to hold the hubcap horizontally so he can put the, quote, nuts in it. But the 1938 Oldsmobile he's driving actually uses removable bolts. A fact that Shepard confirms in his narration in the scene where he recalls that, quote, for one brief moment I saw the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic and then they were gone. Oh, fudge. Mm. Ten. Scott Schwartz is not Schwartz, but he is. Ralphie's two best friends are Schwartz, played by R.D. Robb, and Flick, played by Scott Schwartz. As if this tale of two Schwartzes... Weren't confusing enough when Ralphie tells his mom that it's Schwartz who taught him how to drop the F-bomb. Miss Parker immediately calls the boy's mother, but the voice we hear of fictional Schwartz taking an ass-whooping is actually the voice of Scott Schwartz. Got it? Ah, so it was Flick who was yelling. <laughs> That's a good point. No. Eleven, Schwartz's whereabouts are confusing. Immediately following his... Incredible and totally false. Riding out his buddy, Ralphie remembers how, quote, three blocks away, Schwartz was getting his. Aha! <laughs> In the original story, that may have very well been the case, but the film's production caused Schwartz's home to be just a few doors down from Ralphie's. As we see, as the kids walk to school together, not even three blocks away. I told you that! You did! Yes. You pointed out right away. Twelve. Ralphie's not a very good listener. Ralphie felt understandably ripped off when, after weeks of waiting for his little orphan Annie Dakota ring, the first message he decoded was simply an advertisement for Ovaltine. But he's lucky he could defer the message at all because few of the numbers that he wrote down don't match the numbers that the announced Pierre Andre broadcast. Most notably, the last one, Pierre said 25. Ralphie wrote down 11. The wonder readings, uh, <laughs> maybe it was supposed to be an entirely different message. That makes me want to watch the scene and write down the things and watch mm. watch the uh, close-up of the decoder yeah. and see what really spells out. Perhaps it's that very error above that makes it necessary for Ralphie to decode Annie's message on at least two pieces of paper. How do we know that? Check out the difference in the E in the word B. In the earlier shot, it's an uppercase E. In the final message, the letter is lowercase. <clears throat> We're on you, Ralphie. Yeah. Yeah, Ralphie. 
Shut up, Rafi. On the double. <laughs> For a sports fan, old man Parker doesn't know shit. I mean, he doesn't know sports. Hmm. Through the exact year of a Christmas story setting is never stated. Many of its context clues, including the makes and models, the cars we see, and the popularity of The Wizard of Oz and Little Orphan Annie, puts its year around 1939-1940. Yet in the beginning of the film, Mr. Parker becomes irate after reading the paper that the White Sox traded Bullfrog, but the White Sox never traded Bill Bullfrog uh, Dietrich. Uh Though they did release him on September 18th, 1946, which would make his comment six years premature. He also refers to the Chicago Bears as a terror of the Midway, when in fact their nickname is Monsters of the Midway. That's funny. (laughs) Fifteen, the case of the mysterious levers. Uh Uh-oh. Ah, I said this too, yeah. (laughs) I've noticed that quite a few times. Hmm. Old Man Parker seems to have a lot of non-human enemies. His car, the Bumpus Hounds, and seemingly possessed furnace among them. In one scene, the old man yells upstairs for someone to open the damper, which Mom does rather reluctantly. But watch closely when the camera cuts back to the levers, which are in the opposite position as Mom set them just seconds earlier. 16. Diversity as an Anachronism By the time A Christmas Story was released in 1983, racial segregation in Indiana public schools was a thing 34 years in the past. But if Ralphie's story takes place in the time before 1949, he would not have had any African-American classmates as he does in the film. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, dear. Hmm. And in that scene, there's three. 17, the rotating banana. Hoping to score some extra points with his teacher, Ralphie presents Miss Shields with the world's largest fruit basket. It's so large, in fact, that its individual pieces of fruit seem to have a mind of their own. Watch the way that the banana shifts position each time the camera cuts back to Ralphie. 18, a draw full of unimaginable mischief. Ralphie and his classmates are a troublemaking lot. And when they decide to launch a classroom-wide prank in which they're all wearing a set of false teeth, Miss Shields is well prepared. She got a draw full of pranks past, including a pair of chattering teeth, a gay gift that wasn't actually invented until 1949. They're just being picky at this point. Yeah. No. But I guess no matter what movie's out there, you always got at least one person that's like this. Yeah. Always. 19, speaking of toothy accurisms, in his attempts to make Ralphie's life a living hell, we get an up-close view of the braces worn by Scott the bully. They're the kind that are directly bonded to the front of his teeth, a process that wasn't invented until the 1970s. Until then, male braces were wrapped around the teeth. Hmm. Jesus. Uh, 20. Three-barrel hinged glasses weren't a thing either. After nearly shooting his eye out on Christmas morning, Ralphie steps on his own glasses, revealing them to be a three-barrel hinged connector, which would have not have been possible until the 1980s. Jesus. And we figure out from one of the other things that we read, these glasses were actually Peter Billingsley's personal glasses. Yep. But if he has to step on them, I was thinking to myself, I hope there were an old pair that he doesn't care yeah. about. <laughs> well, he probably made enough money from the movie to buy another one. I hope so. Either that or someone bought him another pair. Like, step on these, I'll buy you a new pair, I'll replace them. 21, Ralphie shoots three times, hits four. Hmm. When Ralphie is forced to defend his family against the uh, Black Bart and his gang, in his own imagination... He shoots three bad guys before his nemesis, Bart, escapes. But when the pile of bad guys is shown with their eyes X'd out, there are four of them. 22. A very Bing Christmas. On Christmas morning, the pockets kick back with the most classic of Christmas albums, Bing Crosby's Merry Christmas, in the background. As cherished as a tradition as that may be, the album wasn't released until 1945. Jesus, somebody had a lot of time on their hands. 
Yes. And a they must have been book. On they must have been on vacation. No. <laughs> 23. A bowling ball for Christmas. Let me guess. Bowling balls weren't invented until 1949. <laughs> Close. Old man Parker is thrilled when his wife gives him... When his wife gifts him with a shiny new blue bowling ball for Christmas. There's just one problem. Colored bowling balls weren't introduced until the 1960s. Jesus. <laughs> yes, maybe that's true. But I think there's a hidden joke with that, having blue balls. I don't know. And she dropped the blue ball on his ball. 24, Melinda Dillon gets top billing. How? Why? Getting top billing must have been quite a thrill for actress Melinda Dillon until the actual credits rolled and her name was spelled incorrectly. Ha! Hmm. Take that. And 25, Flash Gordon gets credit too. Keep watching the end credits roll and you'll see Flash Gordon and Ming the Merciless among the names that scroll by. Though it never made the final cut, the credits were an additional fantasy sequence in which Ralphie and his trusty firearm helped Flash Gordon face mm -hmm. off against Ming mm. Remain. I guess. Oh my goodness. And that's tw that's 25 things to look for during the 24-hour marathon. Yes. <clears throat> I'm sure at least half that stuff you already knew, but... Yeah. Some of it was a little fun fact surprise to me. Okay, so in what little uh, time we have left? Oh, we got tons. We do not have tons. <laughs> we have maybe ten minutes. Um, I'm going to do some mall Santa stories. Yay! Because um, oh, we did them last year. They're kind of fun. And if I don't do them now, they're kind of out of season mm -hmm. the next show. So, <clears throat> I once worked as one of the elves that take the role of Santa's helpers. Not exactly the most memorable ones, but when Santa asked a three-year-old girl... What she wanted, she replied with bananas and a tomato. <laughs> Even her mom was laughing hysterically over that. She also ended the conversation with a cheerful, happy Halloween. <laughs> nice. Bananas and a tomato. Uh, you better not be drinking when I tell you this one. I worked with a girl who used to do the photography at Christmas time. She told me the story once of a girl who asked for a new vibrator <laughs> because she broke her mom's and oh. wanted to get her a new one. She didn't ask specifically for a vibrator. I think the term was massage stick. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe the girl just broke a massager and not a massive 19-inch vibrator shaped like a horse dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, thank God. Vibrator repair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. The seven movie dragnet that you don't know. When I was a child, my brother was really into spy stuff and asked for a lock-picking kit. Not that weird, <laughs> except for the fact that the older brother had gone first to sit on Santa's lap and asked for a safe to keep his stuff in. <laughs> if he's getting a safe, I want a lock-picking kit. Get that. Okay. I need to uh, practice before I go on a crime spree. Yes. Um... <laughs> Not me, but my best friend's yeah, father sure. is a plump older man <laughs> who puts on the red suit every year. I asked him ooh, one ooh, year, ooh. and he said he had a little girl, and she wanted mommy's boogers. <laughs> Worse yet, there was no explanation given. <laughs> Just say that, slide off the lap, and move on with your day. <laughs> nice. I was an elf Santa helper once. The weirdest and most amazing present a kid asked for was a book. About pigeons. <laughs> uh -huh. I asked the Santa that came to my elementary school for a ferret, and he told me to ask for a toy. And I said, no, I want a ferret. And he was just kind of like, okay. I got my ferret that Christmas morning after sending him a nine-page detailed letter Holy of hell. why ferrets are awesome pets and why I would be a great ferret owner. <laughs> sure. Oh, you got your ferret. 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 You get your ferret, so shut up. 
When I was in high school, my classmate worked as one of the elves uh, that are Santa's helpers. He told me someone once wished for bubble foam, the clear, transparent thing that you pop. We call that bubble wrap. I guess that kid really liked playing with it. That stuff's cheap, too. His parents really got off easy. Not a mall Santa, but when we were kids, my brother asked for Barbie and bottle rockets to send her to the moon. <laughs> Barbie in space. Christmas fun, everyone. <laughs> One time I was, when I was younger, I had a pet snake, and Piff. I was also really Piff. into science stuff, and I loved mushrooms, so I asked Santa for mice and mushrooms. Later that day, he came up to my mom and asked if I was okay. <laughs> no, he really isn't. I jokingly asked a mall Santa for a 12-inch dildo once. And you got it! He literally said, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, that's what you want. That's right. The most fucked up kid I got, there were two <laughs> kids on the form. The first was normal enough, then the older kid got on. They asked for a doll from the Chucky movie. Yeah. Like a sane person, I was thinking a stuffed doll. But no, this kid... Went I on want a, the real thing. This kid went on a psychotic tirade. The kid started yelling at me, saying he wanted the real Chucky doll. Thank you. That goes around and fucking kills people. Yes, he swore at me. <laughs> They then went into some plans about what they wanted to do with the doll and who they wanted to get. I think I gave an answer about being afraid of the real Chucky and said I wasn't sure I could fulfill that request. I guess I should have talked to the parents afterward, but I got off the phone as quick as I could and thank God I didn't call this kid for my own number. <laughs> this is like a phone Santa thing. I get you. Mm. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I want one that murders. Mm. Mm. Uh, wasn't a mall Santa, but played one in high school for kids at a Christmas party. The kid asked me if I could help his mommy stop with needles, <laughs> which of course I brought to the teacher's attention. Uh, turns out I shouldn't have worried. The mom was diabetic. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Oops, misunderstanding. Yep. When I was five, I was super interested in rocks, so I asked the mall Santa for a box of rocks. He looked at my mother like I was neglected or something. Pop rocks or rock Then cane? Just rocks. Then he listed off other popular toys, asking if I wanted any of those. But I told him no, and that all I wanted was a box of rocks. <laughs> sure enough, I got a box of rocks for Christmas. Honey. I got candy. I got gum. I got a rock. <laughs> Honey? Yeah. We didn't get one box of smiling rocks at that house. I was a mall Santa. I had one toddler wanting a Tonka truck and asked for a truck with a hooker. <laughs> Give me the hooker. Yep. Yeah. Give me a hooker with a bow. That's right. Unwrap me, baby. Oh, my goodness. My little brother, when he was around five or six years old, asked Santa for a vacuum cleaner and a rope. <laughs> Santa gave my mom a really weird look. But my brother loved vacuuming the living room. He would get mad if anybody else did it and say, I need to do it. The rope was so he could tie a wagon to the back of his bike and use it as a trailer. But Santa didn't know that. He thought my brother was some kind of slave child, <laughs> possibly seeking to end it all. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, my boyfriend is a Santa for private events and has been doing it for 20 years. He was doing a private adults only party. I hope you so... were boyfriend girlfriend for 20 years. I don't know. So all the ladies were being flirty, but Ooh. nothing crazy. Santa Baby, I hate that song, started playing, <laughs> and the ladies dragged him onto the dance floor. He shimmies a bit and <laughs> goes back down when a woman grabs him and starts grinding on him. He tries to get away from her in character. What would Mama Claus think? <laughs> but she keeps grinding on him and starts to moan. Finally, the hostess notices and gets her away from him, but she kept trying to get to him the rest of the night. Is she drunk? I don't know. There are actually, I don't know if we're going to get through all these. There are actually a lot of stories like that where women who are just insane about guys dressed up like Santa. It's some sort of weird fantasy. It's bizarre. Wow. Yeah. Excuse me, I have to go get a suit. I'll be right back. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Ho, I was, ho, uh... Ho. Yes, hoes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Years ago, I was in line with my six-year-old nephew for his visit with Santa. Ready, Rudolph? Ready, Santa? <laughs> when Santa asked my nephew what he wanted for Christmas, he said, 
Could you get mommy and daddy pajamas? They don't wear any. <laughs> the whole line broke up, including Santa. <laughs> I uh, wasn't a mall Santa, but one of his elves. I think the worst thing a kid ever asked for was reindeer sausage. He figured Santa could slaughter one of his reindeer for the venison. Damn. Yeah. That's a special kid. <laughs> uh, not Santa, but I remember when I was over at my relative's house, I asked my little cousin what she wanted Santa to bring her, and she said she wanted boobs like her mom had. <laughs> she was only about six. So it was weird for me to hear her say that, but she was in a phase where she idolized her mom and wanted to look like her. She had the same hair, glasses, so I guess it sort of made sense. Mm-hmm. Nice. a while before you get those boobs. I used uh, to photo the kids with Santa. A little girl asked for a boy toy. Santa was like, what? Shawn Michaels? Her mom was a few feet away from the stage and says, she means a truck. Perhaps she said, fuck. (laughs) She wants a boy toy. A kid in front, uh, I'm sorry, a kid asked for a new mommy in front of his old mommy. His dad nodded affirmative. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. That's right. That's screwed. Yes, it is. I knew a gentleman who was a Santa in a local mall. He had a real beard, so he was paid more. He didn't tell me any stories of anything. I have a real beard. Pay me. So that gets you extra? Apparently. I didn't know that. He didn't tell me any stories of anything creepy, but said every year there was something interesting that happened. One year he had a guy propose while the girl was on his lap, and another time he said that all the higher-ups were checking out the display, and as they were looking away, a girl yelled, Hey, Santa, and she flashed him. (laughs) He was a bit of a ladies' man, so he enjoyed that show. (laughs) Yeah. Not creepy per se, but when I was eight years old, my mom took me to the mall to see Santa. And beforehand, she told me, I guess suggestively, that her friend's children had talked to Santa and asked Santa to give all of their toys to homeless boys and girls. For a moment, I was inspired. So when I saw Santa, I asked him to give all my toys to homeless children. We walked around the mall a little while and it really set in and I began to have a change of heart. I ended up going back to Santa and telling his elves to let Santa know I would like to keep my toys after all. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, one kid asked, can you take my mommy with you when you go? <laughs> that is messed up. My friend's uncle told him that one time a kid asked for a penis book. Looking back at it, he said the kid was probably asking for a Peanuts book. <laughs> well, there actually is a penis. Huh? Well, I'm sure there's many of them. Mm-hmm. There actually is a penis book that I know of. A kid gave me a list that uh, genuinely just consisted of vegetables. It's not creepy by any means, but it took me by surprise. I always wondered if little Jimmy got his Christmas tomato. <laughs> I got my Christmas tomato. Uh, was not Santa, but I had an incident with a mall Santa. My mom tells me every goddamn Christmas, so I will never forget it. When I was little, I wouldn't pronounce my TRs. I would pronounce my TRs as Fs, so things like trick would become frick. (laughs) When I, I think you can see where this is going. When I was little, I wanted a big red fire truck. (laughs) So my mom brings me to Santa, sits me on his lap, and he asks what I want. And I yell with all the confidence in the world, I want a fire fuck. <laughs> Complete silence in the mall. My mom turns red. Santa does too. The cherry on oh, top. He's red. Yeah. The cherry on top. Santa leans over to tell my mom he's not the first kid to do this. <laughs> That's nice. Something I did as a kid that I didn't realize was weird until years later. I wanted a snake, but my parents were insistent that I didn't ask for one because it's a creepy thing to ask for. So on the spot and not knowing what else to ask for, I asked Santa for a good time, (laughs) which I had no idea of the connection at the time. What would you like, little boy? A good time. I'm already on your lap. (laughs) And finally, my little brother asked for a bear in a cage. Santa replied with, well, wouldn't he try to eat you? And my brother replied, that's what the cage is for. (laughs) Oh, wait, there's one more. Oh, good. When I was a little kid, I uh, would always ask Santa to take my sister on a date. 
as an adult, I realized that's probably weird. Yes, probably weird. Yeah, we're talking like Luke and Leia Skywalker, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that is Mall Santa Stories. We had some Christmas story stuff for you. We had office party stuff. Uh, we had everything tonight. We even had a penis book. We had a penis book and S and M's. It was during the day at one o'clock. There's a show called like the Doctors or something. Yeah. Um, they have a guy who is an actual doctor. Uh huh. And he wrote his own book, like the Penis Book, is what it's ah. called. So oh my! That's how I know about it. Okay. I want to clarify that. That's him. It's fine. People read. <laughs> I encourage people to read. In the bathroom on the throne. That's right. Have some of that crab, dime store crab meat. <laughs> Get it done. So thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week. Like we always do. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. If uh, And uh, I know it's late for Hanukkah, but we're just, I'm just trying to cover everybody. Yeah. I'm trying to make everybody happy. I don't know. So Have a happy everything. Happy everything? I love it. <laughs> so we will see you next time. Sean's got something to tell you. I'm going to shut up so I stop coughing. <laughs> Have a good everything. Enjoy the Christmas Story Marathon if you're watching it. And look for all those facts. Ralphie! <laughs> shut up, Ralphie. <laughs>